My name is Lisa Snyder. I'm a medium healer and I channel the energy of healing with the ancients, which is my name for divine source of love and light. And that is what we are all a part of. We are all connected to that. And I'm so excited because tonight, which is July 20th, 2022, our special guest is Lynette Setzgarn. And before we bring on our lovely guests, I just want to share a couple of things with you. So first of all, uh, if you have been noticing anything energetically here, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, energy update for the 19th of 25th, and the um, credit is here in this. Please know that what you're feeling at this time is completely normal. You are going through an expansion of your consciousness, and what you are feeling right now are the stages of grief. You are grieving the death of the old you. You are grieving the collapsing of your old timelines, old belief systems, old dreams and desires. It's okay to feel this way. That timeline was a part of you for a very long time. It's time to move on. Allow yourself to grieve. Feel the emotions. Embrace them. Love them. Then let them go. I love that. I just want to change the background here really quick. So that's kind of bugging me. Uh, hold on a second, guys. Oh, goodness. I wish I had a, uh, hold on. Okay. I'm going to skip it because I'm just flipping around here for a second. Okay. So <laughs> it's like, you know, we're in, the, we're in the zone and you're trying to do two things at once. All right. So the next slide I want to share with you, I am so excited because those of you are aware that our guest Lynette and myself, we are both contributing authors to the Gathering at the Doorway book. It's an anthology of signs, visits, and messages from the afterlife curated by Camille Dan. Camille and Roseanne were our guests last week, and they were also contributing authors. And I'm very excited to announce that Camille is going to be a guest on Suzanne Giesman's podcast. The YouTube link is in the video description. If you want to follow, um, watch the watch that there. That's this Friday at 3.30 Central Time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. Now let's get to the main event. I'm so excited about this. Let me see if I can make this bigger. Um, Hold on. Oh my goodness. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we go. That's what I wanted. And Lynette is just giggling in the background and I can see her giggling, which is great. It's going right, to raise the energy. All right. That's okay. You're going to have fun with this. All right. So I... <sighs> Lynette Setzgarn is a fellow author. Her chapter, Spirit Comes in Feathers, is chapter number 20. She writes about life, death, and what comes after at unexpectedmystic.com. Her story of Brenda Baker's life and death and unexpected healing was included in Deborah Martin's book, Proof of Miracles. As a child abuse investigator and sexual abuse specialist with the state of Oklahoma, she regularly dealt with trauma, tragedy, and survivors thereof. But when her two great loves died in late 2012, she struggled to find a reason to go on. Evidential mediumship, coming to know that we don't die, subsequently provided the solid foundation for a life-changing spiritual awakening. When she's not talking to her dead people and catching the signs they send her way, Lynette is, is delighted to assist Suzanne Giesman with her bookings. I'm so very honored and so very grateful to bring our guest on tonight, Lynette Setzgorn. And I'm going to add her to, here we go. Hi, Lynette. <laughs> Thank goodness. I just want to try one thing here, Lynette, and see if okay. I can get rid of this goofy background. 
and see. If, oh, here we go. There, that's better. Okay, well I like that. <laughs> and then I'm going to switch you over here. There we go. Thank you, Lynette, for joining us tonight. I'm so happy that you are here. Uh, I, uh, well, thank you for having me. I, one of the things I'd like to, my pleasure. So one of the things I want to share with everyone who's watching here tonight is that four years ago, I was guided to go onto the Hemi Sinclair website. And the next thing you know, I'm on Suzanne Giesman's website. I had no idea who Suzanne Giesman was at all. I had just been channeling for a little over a year and a half and someone had said, check out the Hemisync stuff. Okay, so one thing leads to another and then I end up booking a coaching session with Suzanne Giesman. Again, didn't know who she was. Uh, I, I, it, the stars aligned. I got a coaching session. I think it was that week, which just shocked. I mean, now I look at it, I think, wow. And I'm having a conversation with her. And she's telling me about, I'm, I'm asking her about how to get training and stuff like that. She says, well, you know, I offer teaching. And I was like, what? And so it was just, the, it was such a delightful conversation. I'm sure she was scratching her head thinking how, but I didn't see that she was a, she, that she taught. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I did the online class with Suzanne uh, and I joined the practice sessions. Once you take a class, you can join on, you can sign up on an email list and practice with people. And after, I want to say it was just a little over three years ago, I came back from vacation and I booked a whole bunch of people. One of which was Lynette. And again, I had no <laughs> idea who Lynette was. All I know I was supposed to do a whole bunch of these practice mediumship readings. And the, the, what's really the, where I'm going with this is Brenda, that was mentioned in the bio, Brenda came through while I was a practicing evidential medium, brand new at practicing this technique. Brenda came through with, with, I'm not even sure who it was before now, Lynette, but I had a practice session and she contacted Lynette and said, Brenda came through. And then when I had a practice session with Lynette, all of a sudden I started recognizing some of the information like, nope, if you're going to have to give me more evidence, because I know, I know who this is. And then all of a sudden I start talking about writing. I'm like, books, 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 writing, 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 you know, <laughs> and it was like, finally, she's like, you can just say who this is. And it was Brenda. So this was a very long and involved story. But what my point is, is here we are three years later after we met uh, you're a contributing author. We're brought back together in spirit, um, through spirit, and um, a mutual, a dear friend of Lynette um, is now on a healing journey, thank goodness. Uh, but the day before I learned that she was ill, um, I was guided to, put, to change up my Black Panther with this beautiful channeled artwork, and her name is Raven. And Raven gifted me with this three years ago. Uh, and I met Raven through Lynette. And the day before Lynette posted, yes, I know. The day before Lynette posted about Raven's, you know, health, um, I was guided to, to switch up Black Panther with this. So you can't make this stuff up. And Lynette, you're an unexpected mystic. Could you please explain, <laughs> explain what that means? Because I'm done babbling here. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, what is a mystic? It seems to me like that's almost like a preacher or somebody that, but, but it's not that. It's just someone who's had a personal experience of the divine. And honestly, I've been having those in different forms since about 1980. And, um, and I think that if I have a gift, it's that I'm just, I'm so regular. You know, I'm such a regular person. You go to conferences and listen to speakers and read books. And they're always like these, 
big, you know, big people. And it's like, oh, well, they have that because they're something really special. But no, it's here for all of us. I mean, there's no one more special, less special than any other. And I think that if people can hear that from me, this kind of radical self-acceptance uh, that I've, I've come to know as a result of living this awakened way, um, that, that would be the thing that I would want to share with people. That, that image that you threw up on the screen for just a minute, the red and the black lines. I'm going to put that <laughs> one back up again. <laughs> well, there we I go. Remember, I remember our conversation when you said, you know, do you want to be on my show? And I said, well, if, if you think tell, telling people the story of what not to do would be helpful, because <laughs> this is my life. That was actually a hiking trail in North Georgia. But the red is the, tr the trail that I somehow managed to, I don't know, take down the mountain and the black is the actual path. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the red, I would say just about killed me. I, I have some new knees in the last year and, and I was not prepared for an, uh, an up the mountain, down the mountain hike with a lot, <laughs> a lot of detours. But then that really, it's just like life, you know, I think, mm -hmm. I think we're, we decide on a kind of template or, you know, a general plan for this life, but we have free will and things happen. You know, we encounter all the other little aspects of divinity that are running around here. And some of those can be pleasant and some not so much. And so, so the, the path that we ultimately end up taking is often not exactly what was, what we intended in the first place, but it's all for experience and it's all ultimately just for joy, which is hard to believe when we're having those bad spots. <laughs> I, would, I was cussing joy as I was coming down that mountain on that red trail. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, um, so I read your chapter today in the Gathering at the Doorway book, in the book, and it, it brought me to tears. It was, it was so heartfelt. And Lynette is such a gifted writer and communicator and her her gift to share a story or to share an experience is just it's such a level it just touches your soul you truly are it's just it's just like you have this i'm seeing right now in my mind's eye i'm being shown like the gold like the gold pen with these feathers coming off of it like an old like a scribe like a like an ancient scribe and my head's chilling is um tingling with that um so i'm seeing right now this beautiful golden uh pen and, and, and as a scribe. And so um, what would you say uh, in, from that experience? And I'm not sure how much you want to share about that, but the in chapter 20, your chapter in Gathering at the Doorway, um, can you talk a little bit about that story and what, what came out of that story? I would like you to share that. It, it just, it touched my heart so much. Yeah. So um, Brenda Baker was a force of nature who I met in 2015 as a direct result of my husband intervening with Suzanne Giesman. And Suzanne, I had been in communication with Suzanne for a couple of years. Brenda encountered her at the Unity Church out in Phoenix and had a profound spiritual experience. She ran from the room. She just, you know, she couldn't stand the love that kind of just flows off of, you know, Suzanne's a really clear channel for spirit and mm -hmm. to be in her, I got goosebumps now just, <laughs> just talking about it. So, um, we, Brenda and I had a lot of similarities. We were, um, we were both brought up in a really gloom and doom, um, kind of church and had both abandoned that church later in life. And, uh, had been seekers in different ways. And uh, and Suzanne thought we would hit it off and we did instantly. It was like, 
it was like it was with my husband. I mean, I, I think of her as a soul sister who was just gifted to me. And then to find out a year after we met that it had actually been Mike. And Suzanne was surprised. We were in a kind of a little group reading. And, you know, Mike's pointing at Brenda and pointing at me and saying, how about those two? Aren't they just, you know, hilarious together? And, and Suzanne says, yes. And then she went like, oh, oh, well, he's taking credit for making this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so today when we were on Facebook and I said that spirits are such busybodies, oh my gosh, they're always messing around our lives. We just uh, often don't acknowledge that. But the story that I wrote was about, um, you know, Brenda was diagnosed with a really rare and, and very highly likely to be fatal cancer in 2017. And she was convinced she was going to beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. And then the day came when she couldn't, you know, and she knew that she wasn't going to. And so we had about three or four weeks at the very end where we could all gather together and say goodbye to her. Brenda gathered people. She was a, she was like a, a love magnet and, um, I mean, there are dozens of people, even now, because she helps mediumship students everywhere. I can't count the readings I've had where people are like, I don't know who this is, but it's someone who's a teacher. And she's telling me that she'll help me if I really want to pursue mediumship. And so I know who it is. <laughs> it's that busybody. <laughs> but uh, Brenda had a son. She was uh, gay, but she had a son from a marriage that, you know, obviously wasn't going to work. And um, he was just crushed by her, the loss of his mother, and he was not getting over it. And I, you know, Brenda talked to him in the four years that she had, the three years that she had on this spiritual path, and he just, you know, he just wasn't interested. And so um, I think it was week of Thanksgiving, my phone rang in, in the middle of the night for me, I'm on the East Coast, and um, it was Brad, and he said something weird happened. So what? Do you think it could have been mom? And then he he told me the story. <laughs> they live in Glendale, Arizona. He lives in Brenda's house now since she passed away. And and he heard something like noise at the window. And he was sitting on the computer and it kind of freaked him out. So it was after midnight. It's a quiet street. What do you do? So, you mm -hmm. know, he does what young men everywhere do. He went and got a pistol and then he <laughs> and then he went and opened and then he went and opened the door. And this big bird just came woof just rushing through the front door wow. and um and it flew all around she has a big house and and it just flew all around the great room and then it just kind of collapsed and went down behind the tv he's like what am i gonna do <laughs> but he's also he's also he's saying mom could this be you could this be you oh my goodness so i heard the story i knew i knew it was brenda but at that time i i trusted myself less than i trusted others so I texted Suzanne. I said, something really strange happened. Do you think it could be Brenda? And I didn't give her any information. Um, and she, she was at a game or something. And, and I'm not getting anything right now, but, you know, let's sit on it overnight. So the next day she got in touch with me and she said, it was Brenda. She says her bird driving skills are not up to par. And that was a piece of evidence for me because Brenda and I, <laughs> there was this thing in Gary Schwartz's lab at the University of Arizona. And he had tested Suzanne Wilson and Suzanne Giesman on separate days before they knew each other and had talked about signs that we get from spirit. You know, the, how do they make that happen? How does a bird come flapping through the door? And why would you think that's your mother? And, and turns out it's kind of like a remote control thing. 
that, you know, the, the spirit, your loved one in spirit is saying, okay, bird, let's help. And the birds think it's fun. And I just found that to be delightful. <laughs> what a joy. It's like a joy for the person receiving the message. It's a joy for the spirit to make the connection. And the birds think it's fun. So, um, But the reason that um, Brenda said she didn't do a good job of driving the bird, that was such a piece of evidence for me that it really was Brenda. And then again, Suzanne didn't even know there was a bird involved. Mm -hmm. um, just knew something strange had happened. So the information she got came directly from Brenda. Um, but Brenda and I used to laugh about that story. We just thought it was hilarious that the birds think it's fun. And we would play around just fooling around, going back and forth to chemotherapy and radiation. We just joke about, you know, picking this bird up and slamming it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it doesn't sound very funny, but, <laughs> but we thought it was funny at the time. <laughs> Well, and you have the humor. I mean, you've got the humor there too. I mean, that's, that sounds like that's her. And well, it was her. And then she was a bad bird driver. So we, we were actually, you know, she, she's much better now. She's much oh, better. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. She's had a little time. So, um, so then her son did, was able to receive that that was a sign from her mom. When I talked to him his the next mom. day, I told him what Suzanne had said. And he'd actually had a reading with Suzanne long ago. But again, his, his skepticism is just... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I don't know why it's easier for women to open up to this, but it seems to be, I know, I know men do, but not on the level that women do. So anyway, yes, what I heard, I heard something in his voice that I had not heard since before she was even diagnosed with this horrible cancer. And it was like, it was just a tone, you know, but it was, it was hope that maybe his mother wasn't gone forever, that maybe he would get to see her again at some point and that she loved him enough to send a big flapping bird. <laughs> oh my gosh, midnight too. it would take that to get his attention. Oh, yeah, it, wow. it was beautiful. And honestly, he has never, he's never looked back from that point. He started getting better. His life started changing. His relationship is such a gift to him. He's got little dogs now. I mean, I would say that he has found his own path and and a kind of joy that he didn't know before so bring on the birds <laughs> you know i mean what miracles for people who don't believe to see something so physical so concrete i i just think it's it's amazing it really is and for those of you who are unfamiliar with suzanne giesman she's an amazing evidential mediumship medium excuse me and she's a she's a teacher she's she channels sanaya she's uh just and amazing. I just have so much respect, respect for the work she does and the integrity that she brings to this work. Um, and so uh, that's, that's, if you are unfamiliar with Suzanne, uh, again, the link to the YouTube video, the podcast or podcast, which is on Friday, Camille Dan will be her guests. And so hope you can check that out. Suzanne also wrote very generously also wrote a forward for the book. So that was very, um, very kind of her to do that as well. And then again, all the proceeds from Gathering the Doorway are being donated to various mental health organizations, Helping Parent Heal, Bereavement Services. There's a whole list of different ones. If you go to Camille's website, erinsenergy.com, that's listed on there as well. Um, Lynette, now we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, your mom and you had mentioned uh, what uh, a message that she had shared. And I don't know if you want to talk about that uh, talk about any of that at all today or would well, you I will because it really it was life-changing you know it's and I, I I keep a little 
I keep notes everywhere, but I have like this, this big compilation of just tiny things that have been like they've, they've just changed my, my awareness in certain ways. I mean, there's, there's one from Billy Fingers that I use all the time. It's, it, and it sounds so silly when I say it out loud, but I hear it in my head and it's, it's okay, honey. It's all okay. It's all okay. All of it, all of it. And I trust that. I believe that. I, I, I mean, I know that now. So my mother um, disappeared when I was 12. I was her favorite. That's a fact. <laughs> my sisters will watch this. <laughs> we just had a very special relationship. I was her youngest child and, um, and, and I liked to do all the things that she wanted me, you know, she taught me to sew, to embroider, cook, all that stuff. My, my sisters were like, Oh, they go hide in the bathroom. So we just had a different relationship. And when I was 12, a couple of days before Christmas, I woke up and heard my dad talking on the phone really loudly and his voice was shaking. And he said, I don't know what happened, but my wife is gone. And I think she took a gun. And I, what I, I remember, it's funny because I had a, I had a healing with Raven, the woman that we talked about earlier, the one who's been ill, but now has risen like Lazarus. Um, I had a healing with her in uh, Ojo Caliente in Northern New Mexico, where, where we recognized that there was like a piece, you know, mm -hmm. like a fragment of, of myself left behind on that day at that moment where I got up out of that bed and somebody different got out of the bed and the old Lynette was kind of left there, but that's I'm digressing. So I had this reading with Sandy. We didn't know what happened to my mother. She was never found. She's the oldest missing persons case in Oklahoma. And um, the very first indication we had that she was in spirit was when my sister sort of accidentally had a reading at Casadega and this medium said, Oh, I'm supposed to talk to you. Come in and sit down. And then she, she closed her eyes and did her thing. And then she's like, Oh my God, someone's rushing at me to get to you. And it was my mom. And she apologized. She said, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I'm kind of scared of mediums, really scared of psychics, but I think I have to have a reading too. And so I booked one, but I didn't take part for about a year because <laughs> I was still freaked out by it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and my mother did show up because I thought of all the people in the world my mom would talk to, uh -huh, it's me. But no, she showed up with a man that I blamed for all of her difficulties in life, for what I know now to be horrible PTSD uh, that was triggered right before she left by some events in the family. Mm -hmm. um, it was a man who had molested her from the time she was four until she went to college at 18. So I blamed him for everything. And he's the first one up. I mean, he was the first one to come through. I didn't want to talk to him. Oh, you know? I mean, I called him grandfather, but he was no grandfather to me. Mm -hmm. I wanted my mother. She's mm -hmm. standing behind him, this man who so wounded her in life, who affected all of our lives. And so my grandfather is saying, can you please forgive me? Can you, can you understand, you know, and he explained blah, blah, blah. And I said, yes, I will forgive you. And the funny thing about that is I told the story for about three years. My grandfather needed my forgiveness to move on. That wasn't it at all. I needed to forgive my grandfather so that I could move on. Mm -hmm. He didn't need my forgiveness. He was reunited with the light. He was whole. He and mom had worked out whatever energy that was between them. It was over for him, but he adopted that persona so that I could be free. So I get a real reading with my mother from sandysoulsister.com, Sandy Thorpe, my friend, and um, very special to my mom. <laughs> and, and Sandy, this is like Sandy's third practice reading when she was just a baby, baby medium. And, and my mom came in and she said, 
First, Sandy said she's twirling and dancing. And then she said, there's something about her eyes. Her eyes are just sparkling. And, you know, you don't think of that as evidence. But one of the things that my sisters and I have talked about for the 50 years or so since she's been gone is the horrible, horrible photograph that they used in the newspapers, on the FBI flyers, uh, you know, police flyers. It was one where her eyes literally looked like a corpse. I mean, they looked dead. There was no shine. There was nothing. And so for her to come through in that way with this, just this, vivacious, outgoing, magnetic, shiny presence was so healing in itself. Mm -hmm. And then she said, even in the hard times, my soul was rejoicing. That's just like, what is that? Like eight words, nine words, 10 words. Could you please repeat that one more time? Because this is so <laughs> important. And in case anybody missed this, this is really, really profound. Can you please just say that one more time? It is because it has become my mantra. Even in the hard times, my soul was rejoicing. And I have found that. So that's my mother, Audrey, Audrey Pearl Sets Corn, a beautiful woman. But I have found it in other places. There's a little piece that I have from a book I read ages ago of the Buddhist master. He said, my father has died. I'm crying. And yet my heart is rejoicing. It's the same thing. We are safe. We are forever protected. Nothing damages our true selves are the essence of who we are. That can be, that's un, it's inviolate. Nothing bad mm -hmm. can happen to who we really are. These stories are a different thing. And mm -hmm. these stories, you know, for whatever reason, we decide we want to come here and have these experiences. It can be really painful, but I'll tell you, it's a whole lot better to be able to step out and take that break and unite with the oneness and recognize that this is not forever. Um, yes, bad things happen. Yes, they are painful. It isn't going to kill me. Love and life are eternal. Nothing can be lost. Nothing can be permanently harmed. And though that, that was a gift that my mother gave me. I mean, it all, everything since then, and that was like 20, I don't know, maybe 2015, 2016. Everything since then, that just like made everything coalesce. It just gave me this foundation of, of certainty. And I'm so grateful. Did you say that reading was in 2016 when she brought that? Wow, that's interesting. 2016 is when I started channeling Healing with the Ancients. There's a lot of stuff that happened. And yeah. Brenda transitioned, uh, was it May of 2018? Mm -hmm. And were you not in Sedona uh, in early May? I feel Before. like you... Yes. We... Okay. Go the reason I mention that is because the very first time I was in Sedona was the day my father-in-law transitioned, which was later in May of that same year. So I just missed, I, I mean, literally our, our, we were like ships passing in the night and, and uh, I didn't know you then. I didn't, I never met Brenda here, but I have experienced, experienced her a couple of times yeah. and just amazing. Oh, goodness. I'm going to take a look at the comments here really quick because I see a bunch of comments. I just want to see if I'm missing anything here. All right. Hello, everybody who's been saying hi in the chat box. Oh, hey, Aaron. Uh, Camille's on tonight. Um, let's see. I'm going to see if we have any, do we have any questions? Um, somebody said they see crows all the time. Somebody said, mom, mom sends me, Karen says my mom sends me hummingbirds. Uh, Camille says Lynette's story is moving, heartwarming and uplifting. Um, uh, Keith said, I've taken a class from Suzanne. Any questions? If you have any questions, feel free. Lots of compliments. Um, 
lot of appreciation and, and the fact that you are sharing these beautiful stories. How do you go from a child abuse investigator and sexual abuse specialist? How do you go from that work and be able to make the leap to the mediumship piece of it? How were you able to go from, you mentioned your mom being impactful there, but how do you, how do you go from, because that is a very, I cannot, it takes a special person to be able to do that kind of work. And thank goodness, thank you for serving and helping the community in that way. How do you go from there to where you're at today? Well, there's something uh, really unpopular <laughs> about me. <laughs> Even when I was a little girl, I could see that in everyone, there was this light. And mm -hmm. I have sat across from people who have talked about murdering their children, that did murder their one woman in particular, I remember, intentionally suffocated her four-year-old child. And mm -hmm. I mean, she was very ill, very, very ill. But I, there was, I could still see the essence, you know? And I don't mm -hmm. know where that comes from, but it has been with me my whole life. And it's not popular. We don't like bad people in human life. We want them to be punished. We want to lock them up. You know, we want them to get their comeuppance. And if nothing else, karma is going to get them in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't really think is true. But <laughs> there, there was just, I mean, I, I was on a spiritual path from about 1980. I was lost after I abandoned the church when I was 13 or so. Mm -hmm. On a spiritual path beginning in 1980. And that helped me. You know, I, on every, every, every visit that I used to make to to interview a perpetrator, to interview a child, to go and visit a house, to see somebody in the hospital. I asked for help. I didn't know always what I was asking, but I knew that there was a power in the universe and that, and that I could get just enough strength to go in and, and do what needed to be done and to try to, you know, to, oh, please, this is, the, this is the abuse investigator's prayer. Please let me somehow discern the truth here and not mm -hmm. put anyone at risk, you know, not ruin someone's family. And, and not leave a child at risk in the home. So it was just a, you know, I'm sure it was my mother's experience that put me on that path, but um, it felt like good work for a long time. I'm really good. That, I'm really glad that I don't do it anymore. I had, I feel like I did my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I contributed in that way. <laughs> now something else. So I don't know. It's a, we all do I, it. I, I, I agree with you, Lynette. I, we all, I, I feel like, and this is, maybe this is because of my, um, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles and there's other teachings to talk about that. But my thoughts are that the same, it's like, we're all connected to that light. And yet we can bring, we bring these barriers in, we from whatever our experiences. And so maybe somebody who um, can see the bigger picture. Their say their windshield is nice and open, and there's just some spots here and there, and they get kind of caught up in the muckety muck. And then you've got somebody who comes in with the windshield, and it is just covered with dirt, and there's tiny little spots where the light can come through. And that, you know, even the people that say, "Well, what about this person and that person?" It's like uh, at the core, the essence, people remembering their light and their truth and their path. And it is, it's very interesting because when we, when we come from that higher perspective, it can, we can truly, we can truly 
come from that heart center. Now, clearly, if somebody is doing things that are not socially okay, there needs to be some action. But but the essence, there's still the light there. And perhaps, um, you know, that healing, there's, there's, a, there's so much, this world needs more light. And I feel like the more that we come together, and we come from a place of love, kindness, and compassion, we can help others have more of that light. So well, and um, I, Dad, I'm not, I'm not naive. I mean, I sent people to prison and it was right. Yep. Not that I regret that people need to be protected. I don't believe anyone comes here with the intention of hurting another person, but it happens, you know, we're mm-hmm. little aspects of the divine. We're little bits and pieces of the one and we bump up against each other and we dirty each other's windshields. And some of us, you know, really, really get our windshields dirty, but there is always, always that sacred presence within. And I could, I could see it somehow with like, I don't know how you do that, but, but I knew it was there. They didn't even know it was there or would have suspected that it was there. Mm -hmm. There was just something in even the worst people that somehow touched my heart. And I don't know if that's a gift or a curse. (laughs) You're who you are. And I mean, you are who you are and you're coming from the right place and you're coming from the love. And how can that be wrong? I mean, just how can that be wrong? Um, Lynette, is there anything else you'd like to share with people here tonight? Any words of advice or wisdom or anything that you would just like to share here uh, about your journey that people or inspiration that you feel like could be a good message for people that are listening to here? You know, I have, I have like a little mission to um, keep people from comparing themselves to others, uh, to, to have their own experiences and to treasure those and maybe not even share them publicly or to to put them out there for others to discern or judge or make comments about because these are all sacred and individual. And and the comparison thing, well, for me, because this is my nature, it will always make me feel less than. But when I, when I, it's just me sitting alone with the sacred presence of all that is, then I know absolutely that I am connected no matter how that looks or how it feels or how it comes up against somebody else's experience. And so, the main thing that I hope, hope, hope people can can understand is that this whole path, it doesn't have to be that hard. You know, it's not. You have to do this, 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 and this. You just have to open and understand. And then it's okay to be human. It's okay to, you know, jump out of the meditation chair and go have a fight with your husband or <laughs> be mad at the dog or whatever. We came here for this, for this humanness. We came here for the mess. And the mess is, that's where, in our soul's terms, that's where the fun is. You know, the fun is in, in our soul's views. Because, <laughs> 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 I mean, really, there have been some things that are not fun, lots of things. No. <laughs> but, but our souls count it all joy. You know, mm-hmm. our souls are just like, whee, you know, oh boy, here comes another, you know, it's, oh my gosh, is she going to do that again? Oh no, that's going to hurt. Oh no, stop. And it's all okay. It's all okay. It's all okay. I like that. that. That's the main thing. Love yourself. Accept yourself. You are pure love. You are, you are cherished and held and adored in ways that we can't even comprehend as humans. And I've felt it. I've felt it. So I know this is true. And I just wish that, that everyone could get to that point. I think it would be a happier world if we all loved ourselves on, you know, just the 
the kindness and the compassion that we extend to others if we could do that with ourselves too. Thank you so much. Lynette's contact information is in the description field and unexpectedmystic.com. You can also find her on Instagram. Uh, she is, thank you so much, Lynette, for joining us tonight. I wanted to share a couple of comments. Lila says, Lynette's such an incredible way to see everyone. Uh, Blue Lotus says, I love this talk. Glad I got to be here. Aaron's energy, which is Camille Dan. I love your message that everyone is important and meaningful. Thank you, Lynette. And Keith also says, thank you and love hearing this, Lynette. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to just, uh, I I'm curious to know, we did run a little over. Of course, this is such an amazing topic. How could we not? If anybody is interested, I know we normally do half an hour. If anyone's interested, I would like to connect with the ancients for just maybe two minutes and just do a quick circle. And if you have to leave, I completely understand, Lynette. I'm just going to put you in the background, but please stay on and we'll chit chat at the end. Thank you. I'd like to say again, thank you so much, Lynette. It's just thank been you a for having me. And, and absolutely, thank you too. I, I'm uh, I'm a good example of what not to do, but yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that map sure brought you some experiences. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lynette. All right. Okay, everybody, let's do a quick healing with the ancients. Let's place our feet firmly on the ground. Taking some nice cleansing, calming breaths, releasing any stress or tension that you may be carrying here. Surrounding this session with all that are currently on tonight and those who will be watching the recording at a future time or date with the beautiful gold, and white light. Now let's envision all of our hearts connected and connected with the divine source of love and light, which truly connects us all. And setting the intention to connect with the highest possible vibrational frequency of the divine source of love and light and knowing that as you step into your power, you are of the divine source of love and light. Thank you. We're starting at the center of our chest. Nice cleansing breath here, please. And I'm not going to be able to provide evidence because we're in this other track, but I just want to acknowledge that Brenda is here and I'm seeing her in the up, upper left-hand corner of my mind's eye with the gla with her glasses and she's just got this big smile on her face. So I just want to acknowledge that. Of course I'm here. Nice cleansing breath here, please. Center of your chest is starting to glide towards your left. Back is starting to glide towards your right. Bring in a beautiful breath into the center of your chest. Allowing that breath to support you, to nourish you, to love you. As we feel that beautiful connection with the divine. I'm being shown, I'm being shown a um, 
mountain range, short mountain range. It's short. It's like I'm being shown steps, like um, kind of like the Mayan um, temples, Aztec temples, Inca temples. So it's kind of like a, that's what they're showing me. They're showing me steps. And envision that you are taking your steps and honoring your path and your journey. And as we have shared before, your path may not look like anybody else's, but this is your path. Nice cleansing breath here, please. Let's send our love and appreciation to Mother Earth. Our love and appreciation to the divine source of love and light and to the energies that step forward here this evening. Our love and appreciation to one another and to our beautiful guest, Lynette Setzkorn. And let's send our hearts and love out to all who could use a little love today to the one, to the all, the connectedness. Please remember, we are fully supported. We are fully protected and we are fully loved because we are love. Thank you so much. No live next week. If you're interested in joining the group private group sound healing circle, that is on my website, lisasnyderhealing.com, 7 p.m. Central Time. Again, there will be no live next week. So much love and blessings to all of you. And thank you again to our beautiful guest, Lynette. Good night.